Hello, everyone. I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad you came back for another episode. I know many of us are sitting at home um, in quarantine because of COVID-19. We're either in quarantine or we're in shelter in place. And I also know a lot of people are taking this time and this space to do some things that they typically don't do, which possibly might include decluttering your house. I know for me, after a long week at work, a lot of times I sit on the weekends and I'm like, you know, I should get to cleaning that garage and I should clean out the pantry and I should reorganize my spice rack. And, you know, I should have a better organizational system for all the papers that come into the house and on my desk. But I'm exhausted after the week. And so I just don't have the time to do it. Or I just don't want to make the time to do it. Well, my guest today, Gerilyn Gabrook, who, first of all, is just an amazing person. She is so wonderful, and she's such a light in this world. She is a professional organizer. So she literally is an organizer. She's a professional declutterer, a blogger, and her whole goal in life and in business is to inspire others to believe in change and to help them identify the systems that are missing in their homes. And she literally helps people bring joy back to their homes by being organized. So I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this episode because, you know, she not only talks about organization, she gets to the root causes and the root emotions of what we go through when we are disorganized or when we are trying to reorganize. And I will also tell you, I had a mind-blowing moment in this episode where we talk about the pants in my closet that I've been saving because I know eventually I'll get back into those pants. You got to listen because (laughs) it was literally a mind-blowing moment for me and it completely shifted my mindset about those damn pants. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron. I'm obsessed with helping people feel more connected to themselves, the people they love, their work, and their purpose. I'm a leadership coach, speaker, self-improvement junkie, wife, mom of two teenagers, and 30-year corporate career woman turned entrepreneur. This podcast will give you the tools, insights, and real honest conversations that will help you lead your life so you can love your life. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. I'm here with Gerilyn Gabrook, and this is going to be a lot of information to unpack today, and I'm super excited you're here, Gerilyn. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. So normally, I would just jump right in, and I would ask you to tell us about yourself and what you do and you know why you're here and what information you have to share. And I will tell the audience today, I'm going to start off a little bit differently. And first of all, I'm going to tell you what you're going to hear about today. The purpose of the show originally was to talk about decluttering because you have a decluttering business. And I thought, oh my gosh, the busy moms and you know the women who are in corporate and super busy could really benefit from this episode. And then as we got talking, we talked about your 
passion and your purpose around this business and how you have a day job and you have this as your side hustle. And that is also an interesting topic. So we're going to be talking about that as well. And then thirdly, I'm going to get into the third subject, which was kind of unexpected. So what happened was, is you and I connected in a business Facebook group and Mm -hmm. I was looking for podcast folks to interview about, you know, time management and decluttering and, and because I thought it would be really helpful for my viewers. We touched base, we had planned a podcast recording and um, actually my daughter's car broke down. And so I couldn't make the podcast interview. So we put it on hold and you sent me a text and you said, Hey, you know, let's reschedule. I'm going to Mexico and let's connect when I get back. And so I said, great. So we reconnected and then you went to Mexico, we reconnected and then all this COVID craziness broke out. And as we were trying to schedule this call, you and I got on a kind of a pre-interview call and you shared with me that you actually tested positive and you have COVID-19. So why don't we go ahead and just kind of start there and then we'll get into, you know, the rest of the subject matter, just because obviously COVID-19 right now is top of everyone's mind. And so first and foremost, how are you feeling? Very good. I've been one of the blessed people that has a very small amount of symptoms that had, I have never had a cough the entire time. I, when we got home from our trip, I had a fever for about 12 hours and I work my day job as an RN and working in home care with a lot of elderly people. And I knew that COVID was happening in other parts of the world, but it wasn't big here yet. And I just thought, you know what, with a fever coming home from Mexico, I should probably have a test done just to clear myself so that I felt confident going back to work and being around vulnerable populations. And the test came back positive. Yeah. And and let me mention too, you're in Alberta, Canada. And so when you came home from vacation and you tested positive, I mean, what ran through your mind? I mean, total disbelief. (laughs) I I tested, like I said, just to make sure that everything was good for me to go back to work. And, you know, I, I had to call my husband and tell him, you have to come home and we're now quarantined for at least 14 days. That's a big shift, especially I was the first one in our zone within Alberta. So that's also a little bit scary because, you know, people have preconceived notions about what it is and, and no one really knows much about it even now. So that was a little bit nerve wracking to be the first we're new to town. So people also didn't know us very well. And so for me to come here and just say, Oh, I'm your first positive case. (laughs) That was not, that was not easy to think about. I definitely had a few kind of sleepless nights over that, but you know, we took it day by day and we're still here, still quarantined. Yeah. And so now has your husband um, gotten the disease yet or is he okay? No, he is fine. So I was originally tested, had the positive. Um, We have three kids, they're nine, seven, and four. And none of them have gotten any symptoms. My husband did develop a bit of a runny nose. And so they did want to test him as he was in contact with me. And he came back negative and positive for just the common cold. So we figured that's what was happening within the house on top of whatever I was having with COVID. And so um, the, the law here is that they're not testing anyone unless they were symptomatic. So my children were never tested and they're still feeling totally fine. Oh, that's great. I'm first of all, I'm so glad to hear that you're okay. I was Thank you know, you. so worried when I first found out that you tested positive. I was just, you know, super concerned. And and then we talked and you're completely fine. And it's just crazy mm-hmm. how 
some people, you know, you had mild symptoms and I mean, thank goodness, because you were super responsible. You said, you know, as an RN, Hey, I should probably get tested. I have a fever. And this was Mm -hmm. really kind of in the initial phases when everything was going haywire. I mean, um, I mean, it was a couple weeks ago and yeah you know, thank goodness that you were responsible and you said, Hey, I should just, you know, precautionary get tested before I go back and work with my elderly patients. So, I mean, thank goodness you did that. Do you have any, you know, do you have any words of advice for anyone? I mean, obviously it's on everyone's mind right now. And do Mm -hmm. you have any words of advice that you would give to the audience? Um, just the number one thing that everyone's been saying that if you're symptomatic in any way, shape or form to stay home for that amount of time that they've been telling people to, and to follow, I know here in Alberta, it'll be different where you guys are, but we have our chief medical officer of health comes out every day and says the new updates for our province. And I follow those every day. And I try and mention them in my videos that I'm doing for people, and just staying up to date on what they know and not getting caught up in the hype of what people think they know. Mm. That's been super important for me. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, I think, a really good point too. I, I talked about this in my last episode of mm-hmm. just around, you know, it's important, I think, to be informed and to listen to the news, but it's also, it's also important to know when to step back and to just, you know, step away from the TV and because yes. there's so much going on. So it's important to be informed, but there is a lot of kind of negativity and, you know, fear and everything else that's associated with everything. So as a nurse, you know, maybe you could give some people advice because I know I've received a couple of audio messages and I've seen people post in Facebook about if you drink hot water every 15 minutes with some lemon in it, or if you gargle with antiseptic, you know, like a mouthwash. Mm-hmm. I mean, are any of those things true? I don't know that we will know a lot of the things that were helpful and that weren't until this is all over and things have been tested for efficacy and that sort of thing. Um, But I know that people just need something to hold on to and that's understandable. So, I mean, none of those things are going to hurt you Mm -hmm. (laughs) if it is advice that does not sound like it would be beneficial to your body, then don't follow it. But I don't think that taking precautions will ever be a negative thing. Um, But again, trying not to get too caught up in it and just trying to practice that distancing and staying home as much as we can, even though it's a bit uncomfortable for us in our busy lives, just trying to be, do what we can and do, you know, whatever we're able to do to make our way through this. Yeah, no, I, I think that's great advice. And, you know, just one more thing, cause I've, I've heard people that get tested positive, you know, there's the physical aspect of it, which mm-hmm. thankfully, oh my gosh, thank God that you haven't experienced too much of the physical symptoms. But, you know, talk to me kind of about the emotional side of it and what you went through emotionally, you know, knowing that you're a mom, you have three small children and, you know, you're new to your area and, you know, kind mm-hmm. of what went through your mind and what feelings did you have when you tested positive? Yeah, it was total disbelief. <laughs> <laughs> and when we first were diagnosed, when I was diagnosed, um, they hadn't closed schools yet. So there was that fear as well of knowing that my children, because according to public health here, they had said, you, when I was isolating before I tested positive, when I was waiting for my test results, they had told me to send the kids to school because the kids had not been with us on our trip. So the kids had been at school for 
two days, I believe, when I found out I was positive. So at that point, you've got guilt happening. You're, you know, two of my kids were at school. One was at daycare. Um, there was a music festival happening in town and my children had been a part of it. They were playing piano. I wasn't able to go because I was supposed to be isolating. So they went and there was the guilt of not being able to go and take part in that, but my children did. So um, it was almost actually easier for me when things started shutting down as a society, because it felt like we were no longer the only ones doing this and that we weren't alone in it. So, you know, there's a lot, I haven't slept great some nights because you think about, you know, what people have said or what people are thinking. And, um, but we've also experienced a huge amount of support from our community. They've been people, random people dropping things off at our doorstep Mm. and offering to help and people we don't know. So it's been really uplifting as well. Oh, that's amazing. That really, Mm -hmm. well, again, thank you for sharing your story. I really appreciate it. It was kind of the unexpected portion of this (laughs) podcast. Yes. Um, And again, I'm just glad that you and your family are okay and that you're healthy and um, that you're taking care of yourself. So yeah, thanks. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to go ahead and let you kind of dive in and talk about, you know, obviously we know that you're an RN and Mm -hmm. we also know that you have a decluttering business. So, and then home home organization business. So kind of talk about how, you know, how long you've been an RN and then just give us a little bit of background about how you got into the, the home organization side of the business too. Sure. So I graduated with my nursing license in 2008. So that would make it 12 years I've been nursing, which is crazy when you think about it, when it's been that long. And, but I've always loved schedules and routines and organization and decluttering and everything that goes along with that. I'm a huge, um, some might call it OCD, <laughs> but I like things a specific way and I've always been that way. And so it was always in the back of my mind that it was something I wanted to do. And then the Marie Kondo thing kind of came up and it felt like not the right time like that maybe it would look like you were jumping on a bandwagon and it was something that you might not have been that passionate about. And there's a lot of organizers on Instagram at the moment and Pinterest. And so I would just follow along and do things. And I had friends and family ask for my help. How would you, how would you organize this space? Oh, can you come? And they knew I loved to do it even on my days off. So (laughs) it was a passion for me. And Again, I had considered it, but we lived in a small town really in the middle of nowhere. And that was a limiting belief that I was putting on myself that I wouldn't be able to do it out there. And so when we moved to our new town where we live now, my children were old enough that I had time for myself again. We are close to a big center and it just felt like the perfect time I had been looking into starting a business and then everything just kind of fell into place. So um, I was able to start it on in December. I started putting the website together and officially launched on January 6th of this year, 2020. And it's been fantastic. I immediately started a 100 Days of Decluttering group on Facebook, and we've got over 450 members that are taking part in that daily. We're almost done. We're almost at 87 today, I think. So we've got about 13 days left. And it's been phenomenal, the response that I've had from people. And it's been a lot of fun so far. Yeah, I have to tell you. So um, after you and I met on the in, in the business group that we were in, mm-hmm. um, I joined your group. And I have yeah. to say, it has been amazing. It, <laughs> I mean, it really has. You give such valuable information. You're so helpful. All of your tips and tricks are amazing. 
And I mean, quite frankly, I just wish you were my neighbor. Cause I mean, the fact <laughs> that you love to organize and you know, you're a planner. I mean, those are not my top skills at all. And <laughs> you know, one of the reasons why, again, like I mentioned earlier, why I wanted to have you on the show is, you know, I know for me and a lot of the other you know moms and women that I interacted with when I was mm-hmm. in my corporate role, I mean, I was literally in and out of a suitcase every week packing for trips. And then I'd come home and half the time I would come home on a Friday and then I would just open up my suitcase, put stuff in the laundry, put it back in. Cause I was going to visit different customers on a Monday and yeah. they weren't going to see the clothes. And I was like, Oh, you know, I'll just put clothes back in. And I always had this pile of clothes in my bathroom. And then, you know, you come home after being gone on the road and I just mail was piling up and kids schoolwork and, mm-hmm. you know, and my office became the dumping ground for everyone's stuff. And, you know, and then laundry was piling up. And then, I mean, God knows when I was ever going to get to organize the pantry or the spice <laughs> cabinet or my closet, yeah. you know, and it just, it became overwhelming. And, and then on the weekends, I wanted to spend time just relaxing. And then, yeah. but what I noticed is that mentally all of that, and I mean, not that I'm a huge, not that it's a huge mess. I mean, I don't want to give people the impression I was living <laughs> in this like complete chaos, but mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when I would go visit my friends, I would see the same things, you know, of women that were doing the same kind of work that I was doing. It's just, they were having the same struggles. And what I noticed for me is like, it was a big emotionally energetic drain for me mm-hmm. to just have all of that stuff unorganized. And so yeah. when you and I met, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I really <laughs> think that you could, you could help people. And then I went into your Facebook group. It's been so amazing. And to see what other people have done with your tips and tricks and they post pictures has Mm. just been so wonderful. So kind of knowing that my audience is kind of me, right. In the the corporate environment. What, I mean, what advice do you have for, for women in that situation? Well, I know it's so hard. We, as a society right now are so overwhelmed in so many different areas because Mm -hmm. we are expected to have our jobs, our careers, And we have our children and their activities and we have a marriage or a relationship of some kind. And it's so overwhelming for people because we're expected to have all these things in place as well as keep everything organized and have our homes set up in a way that works for everyone. And we have so much going on all the time that unless we have really good systems in place, it's really hard to keep it that way. And I know, like you were saying, the response in the Facebook group, it's been fantastic to see people's pictures back. They just, they take it and they run with it. And I think that what most people are missing is just the ability to take one small thing and spend 15 minutes on it and just work on that. And to be told that that's okay. You don't need to go in and do your entire home and have everything perfect. You can just today take your pens and declutter your pens <laughs> and little steps will make a difference in your life. But I think that so many people get overwhelmed at the thought they don't even know where to start. And so that's what I really wanted to help with was just here is one thing you can do today to help it feel, make it feel like your life is a little bit more in control. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and I think actually the timing of this episode coming out is so perfect because mm-hmm. people have the time now. I mean, yes. we're all, 
you know, sitting home and quarantined and we all have stay at home. I mean, at least in California, we have stay at home orders. And it's funny because I've seen a lot of my friends posting on Facebook, like, oh, I'm cleaning out my closet today. Oh, I'm cleaning out the garage today. And even walking around the neighborhood, I've been seeing people cleaning out the garage, their garages and, you know, getting to those things that people haven't had a chance to get to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So where would you say that if people have the time, where should Mm -hmm. people start? It's so hard to know where to start because like I say, I think that's one of the biggest struggles. So I would usually suggest to pick something easy, pick something that you're not overwhelmed by. If you're that person that collects a hundred purses and they are all sentimentally attached to you, don't start there. Start with something that's easy. Like maybe your mugs in your kitchen cabinet, start with something easy. And I always teach people three steps when they're decluttering a space. I tell them to remove everything, to reassess it. I want them to ask four questions if they love it, Do they need it? Do they use it? And does it belong in this space? Mm -hmm. And then the third step is to reorganize. So those three steps, remove, reassess, and reorganize, I find you can use in any space. You can do your entire home that way if you want to. But I suggest to start with something easy. I do have a printable for that. I can send you a link if you'd like. Yeah, we'll put it it in the show notes. Yeah, sure. You had mentioned that. Yeah, so... um, I find if you have steps, it's so much easier, you know, okay, first thing I have to do is take it out. I can manage that and just do it one thing at a time. And I always tell that with my clients too, if I'm working with them and they pull everything out and they're overwhelmed, seeing it all sit on the floor, just pick up one item and look at it and ask yourself those four questions and then place it where it needs to go. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the three steps again are remove, remove, reassess reassess, and and reorganize. I love that. And I love your system. I mean, I, I've downloaded your three steps and I think it's really, I just love how simple it is. It Mm -hmm. it really is. It's just such a simple process. But like I said, I'm watching people in your Facebook group have (laughs) these complete transformations and, and they're starting sometimes with their sock drawers. Yeah. Yeah. Something simple, right? Something simple. And so, you know, talk to us about how, how did you get into this business and how did you get inspired to start this as a side hustle? I don't know if this is normal for most people. I know a lot of entrepreneurial minds feel this way, but I had always felt the need that I wasn't going, I felt like I wasn't going to do one thing for the rest of my life. That's not who I am. And I love change and I love goals. I'm a huge goal setter. I like to set my goals for the year and for the month and for the day. Even I always have a to-do list and and a goal of mine was always to run my own business because it appeals to me that the whole lifestyle of being my own boss and doing something that I know that I was born to do that I really mm-hmm. enjoy. So for me it wasn't wasn't necessarily just deciding it was that it's always been a dream of mine and that it was the right timing, like I mentioned before, and that I always am the type of person, I'm an optimist by nature. And I like to think about the bigger things that are out there. I like to help people. And I love to do that using my optimism and using my organization. And this just all fit in together perfectly for me. Yeah. What I love about what you said is, you know, you just didn't sit back and have it as a dream is you knew you were meant for this. You knew it was something that you were 
I mean, I love that. I, I just knew that I was born to do this and mm-hmm. it was just something obviously that comes very naturally to you, not to me, but <laughs> I mean, it definitely comes, it, you know, it, it definitely comes naturally to you and you absolutely love it. Like I said, I wish yes. you were my neighbor, um, <laughs> but um, it, you know, it comes naturally to you, but you just didn't say, well, you know what, I'm going to just keep my nursing job because it's comfortable and, and you're still doing that, but you're doing this mm-hmm. on the side. And I love, and this is what I tell all my coaching clients. I love that you took action. Yes. I love that you made it happen because it was that important to you that you really wanted to get it done. And so, um, so you launched in January. Yes. Um, you have a beautiful, absolutely beautiful website, um, which is www.freshspacehome.com. And it's absolutely stunningly beautiful. So talk to me about and share with people, um, what services do you offer? So I do in-home organizing for people who are within Alberta and a little bit of Saskatchewan here in Canada. I will come in and work on either one small space with them or their entire home if that's something they need. I'll also do moving assistance. So I'll come in before a move, help you declutter everything, stage your home. I love staging homes for moving. My husband and I have moved six or seven times since we've been married. Oh, wow. (laughs) And every time I've really enjoyed the decluttering and staging process. But so I can help with that. And then also the unpack when you get to your new home and organizing it as it's unpacked, which is a huge benefit for people who are moving to a new home. Oh, my gosh. Where have you been in my life? Seriously. (laughs) Gosh. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I didn't even know that that kind of service existed. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I know there's so many people that could benefit from that because I mean, you get into your new house, you have boxes everywhere and then stuff doesn't quite fit the way it used to in your old house and have someone like yourself be able to assist with that is amazing. Yeah. It's really good (laughs) if we can meet with people before they move and then we can drop a plan. What furniture do you want to bring? What furniture? And I will even shop for them. So if there's things that they know that they want, I'll go out and pick that up. I do kind of a full package pricing. So there's no added costs on anything. It's just all, I think that's important. I'm a huge believer in good customer service as well. So, and then something that I've started offering is online organizings, which I'll do an assessment with someone over Skype and have a look at their space and then write them up a personalized plan. Those for those people that I'm unable to be in person with. Yes. And so that's where Mm -hmm. you come in. You can really help my listeners. And so if if they're interested in that type of service, how can they reach out to you? Yeah, on the website, um, if you go to the contact page on the website, there's a consultation form that you can fill out. And I always do free consultations. So there's a no charge, I'll call you and we'll talk through what you're looking for. And if you were here in Canada, I come to your home and have a look and see what you need and then would would go through what I would suggest. Um, but for online, yeah, I'll just call and discuss it with them and then do that free consultation and see if it's something that they're interested in. And then so um let's say we were doing my closet, which Mm -hmm. I needed to do for a long time. (laughs) Um, So how would that work then? So I would, so we would do the initial consultation and then basically, would you be on Skype with me as I'm going through my closet? Is that how it works? Yes. So I have um, one client that's from quite a ways out of town that I've been working with and we just go through her space and go on Skype and we'll look through and she'll show me. And a lot of people have their pain points. What is it that they note is really, really 
annoying for them or something that just isn't working well. And you can tell that immediately. It's also helpful coming in as someone who is not emotionally attached to a lot of items. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I don't take that into context. I do when I'm working sure. with you, but it's easier for me as it's not something I look at that way. I'm looking at it differently. So we, yeah, we would just go into your closet and discuss what's working for you, what isn't. And then I would help you if you'd like to go through each item and walk through the process with you. And it would be just like, I'm sitting right beside you just in spirit. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. And so as you're going through this process with people, Mm -hmm. what do you feel because you mentioned it, what do you feel are people's biggest pain points when it comes to probably the reassess part, right? Of yes. getting, rid of, <laughs> of getting yes. rid of things. So what do you feel like people's biggest pain points are? A lot of the time people have the belief that they have always been this way, so they can't change. That's a huge point that a lot of people struggle with. Um, they feel like, well, I was raised in a messy home or a disorganized home and I don't know how to do it. And even if we did, I can't keep it that way. But the whole process should take into account those feelings and where they stem from and why they feel this way about it and how we can do something that's going to work for them. It should never be something that I think they need to put in place. If someone is collecting silver spoons, let's say, and they're on their wall and they are attached deeply to every one of those. And I'm not going to be the one to tell you to get rid of them, but we are going to examine why you love them. And do you still love them? A lot of that reassess. Like if let's go back to the closet, if we were going through that, a lot of people have a lot of clothes in their closet that they do not love anymore and they're not wearing and to pick it up one item at a time and look at it and say, do I love this? Well, does it fit me right? Does it, you know, and do I actually wear it? Do I need it? Do I have 15 white (laughs) t-shirts? Do I, (laughs) right? So just, just to have someone there to guide you through that process is a huge, huge benefit. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I love that you, I mean, obviously this podcast is all about kind of the deeper conversations Mm -hmm. and that's why I started it. And I love that you're doing that in the organizational space. So you're not Mm -hmm. just helping people reorganize their spaces. You're really helping people understand the feelings that they have around organization and how they feel about the things that are in their closets or hanging on their walls or in their spice cabinets, you know, and, and really kind of digging to that deeper layer, which I absolutely love. So going back to the closet, because I feel I'm probably not the only one here. What do you say to women like myself who, Mm -hmm. (laughs) who have clothes in their closet that don't fit anymore, but I have this, you know, crazy idea that, well, someday when I lose a few pounds, I'm actually going to get back into those jeans. Um, so what do you say to people like that who are holding on to things probably, and I'm just going to say it out loud, probably with unrealistic expectations. <laughs> it's more common than you think. <laughs> I think we all do that. I really feel that a person's home should bring them joy all the time. I think it's super important that no matter where you are in your home and whatever you look at, it should it should be peaceful and calming to you. And when you have things in your closet like that, it's immediately giving some people guilt and shame and, you know, negative talk on their own person about something that is just hanging in their closet. Mm -hmm. And so I try to work with people and help them realize that, do you love the feeling it brings you? 
And if it doesn't, and they're unwilling to get rid of it yet, or a little bit nervous, we'll just pack it away and put it down in your storage room. And if you haven't looked for it in six months, then I recommend you, you know, move on, maybe even consign it and use that money to go buy yourself something new that you love right now. But I think it's so important to really recognize that everything in our home should be something that makes it a safe haven for us and not a place that we're scared of. And that that is just a huge main point I try and get across when I'm speaking with clients. I, I have to tell you what you just shared completely resonated with me. I've mm-hmm. never, I literally never thought about those clothes in my closet in that way. And I mean, mm-hmm. that's a complete mindset shift for me because you're right. I mean, those clothes actually do bring me shame and it's a negative energy that I am having when I'm thinking about those clothes and why they're mm-hmm. there. And, you know, it's not bringing me anything positive when, yeah. <laughs> you know, it really isn't. And I, that is actually a big uh-huh for me. So, and I'm hopefully it will be for our listeners as well. Cause I think there's a lot of people like me um, yes. in that boat. Um, mm-hmm. So what other tips do you have for people around, um, you know, kind of your process and um, how they move forward with, you know, I, I mean, I know you said, you know, kind of take small projects that you can do easily. And mm-hmm. then, you know, what about those big projects? So what about those, the garage that's really yes. overwhelming, right? And so like, I totally agree with you, you know, um, actually, ironically, during this whole COVID thing, I actually did reorganize my pantry with my daughter. <laughs> nice. um, she's much more organized than I am. And so we did that together. I actually did reorganize my spice cabinet, which, and I labeled things, which was really excellent. Yes. Yes. Because I, all I was doing was looking down on the top of everything and I couldn't see. Mm -hmm. And then I was spending, you know, 15 minutes trying to find a spice. And it was so frustrating to me when I was trying to cook. So that was super helpful. But what do you say to people around those big spaces, like the garage that can kind of tend or the garage or the closets that can kind of tend to be those overwhelming places? Mm -hmm. The biggest thing is I recommend you have a plan, have a plan in place, whatever that may be, know how much time you have and don't overestimate how or underestimate how much time it will take. So a garage is not a two hour afternoon project, (laughs) but that being said, you can tackle it in two hour portions of time. If if you have a good plan. So I would sit down and make a list and say, okay, this is the space that I want to get, I want to go through. I'm going to start with this item. And I say to collect everything of that one item. So let's say you're doing your garage. We're going to get all the paint and pull it all out into the middle and then go through each one of those items together one at a time, take what you have left and set it aside and then pull out maybe the tools or whatever else storage and go through it one item at a time in easy periods of time so that you're not feeling overwhelmed. And when you're finished, then to look at how to reorganize it. The other thing that I see a lot of people doing is buying containers and things before they even start the the decluttering process. And then they Mm -hmm. have too much storage or storage isn't going to work properly. And sometimes when you go through this system with bigger spaces, you're left with a lot less than you originally thought you would be. And you can make a more streamlined storage process. So I just really feel you need a plan. You need to follow the steps, removing things one at a time, reassessing them, and then setting them aside to reorganize the entire space when it's finished. Yeah, no, I I love that. So 
share with us some examples of clients that you've worked with mm-hmm. who have gone through this process with you. How do they feel at the end of it? What kind of feedback do you get? It's definitely an emotional process. So mm-hmm. um, people tend to feel both exhilarated and a little bit drained <laughs> because, sure. you know, you're going through a lot. A lot of the circumstances we're going through history that's gathered through your home. Yeah. And especially if you're working with someone who's downsizing, that's another process that that I'll help with. Um, but that can be a little bit more emotional than others for sure. Um, sorry, can you repeat the question? <laughs> yeah, no, just <laughs> lost my some, no, that's okay. Just some of the successes that you've had with your clients and, oh, and yes. what they've, you know, how they felt afterwards after you've got done with the yes. process and you talked about it being, you know, really an emotional, like they feel exhilarated, mm-hmm. but then they also have this emotional drain. Yes. Yeah. It's so one client in particular, I know she was dreading the process it was a big amount of history and she was a mom who had moved on from that previous part of her life and felt like it was mm. important history and it was really helpful for us to go through them together and say we're not erasing this part of your life but these are no longer serving you and they are not helping you to feel that this space is your own now and where you are so we were able to to take some of the more treasured items and find ways to display them. I talk about that a lot in my decluttering group. Don't just get rid of them or keep things in a storage bin. If it's something that brings you joy, let's display it somehow in your home and choose the things that really matter. And so that's, I think, where the emotional exhilaration comes from. They realize, oh, I'm able to keep this item and display it in a way that brings me joy in my home. Mm-hmm. instead of feeling like it's extra clutter in the storage room or in on a shelf somewhere. So I know clients definitely have a huge feeling of relief afterwards. And I always follow up to make sure that that has continued and that it's working for them. Because sometimes we'll put a system in place and it's not, it doesn't work in their family. And so then we need to change things up. And that's important to know also that when you do it, it doesn't need to stay this way. It can be changed and adapted to fit your life so that it is working for you. Because the last thing we would want is to put something in place that isn't serving you and your family. Mm-hmm. No, I, I absolutely love everything you're saying. And, and and again, I love that you are going through kind of this emotional journey with people. And I think mm-hmm. I think sometimes that's why it can be so overwhelming because I think people have this mindset that, oh, you know, I'm just going to declutter, right? They just, but they don't really understand, myself included, that there is a deeper emotional charge that's coming up and um, emotions that are coming up from, you know, I'm divorced. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I've struggled with going through my guest bedroom closet, which has, you know, my engagement picture of me and my ex and like, what do I do with this? Right. Because Mm -hmm. probably not going to display it in the house now, you know, and, but it's like, I don't want to get rid of it. And, and there is that emotional charge to that. Like, what do I, what do I do with this stuff that isn't maybe no longer a part of my life, but I don't mm-hmm. necessarily want to toss it or donate it or, you know, right. and it, it kind of is this emotional um, experience that people have. Yeah, it and is. I, I love that you tackle that with your clients. Mm-hmm. It's so important. It's I I don't ever want to do something just for the utilitarian side of it. I'd like it always to be the reason behind needs to be there and we need to know why we're doing it. Otherwise, what's the purpose? I'm exactly. a big believer in that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and what can you share with people about 
kind of those everyday things, you know, kind of the mail on the counter, um, having a place that kind of gets to be the dumping ground, you know, do you have any good advice or tips for people to maybe put some kind of organization in place? And then what I love what you mentioned around like keeping that system going. Mm-hmm. Well, if you check out my blog, it's also on my website, um, freshfacehome.com slash blog. I've got quite a few on paper clutter because that was one of the things I tackled right off the bat about the mail coming in and school papers. We're just so overwhelmed these days with papers and information that comes in. And I, um, on that topic specifically, recommend having a file system in a place that is where your mail gets dropped and mm-hmm. having um, this is all on there. There's, there's a lot to go into, but a home management binder is something a lot of people haven't heard of or that aren't putting in place. And it's a fantastic way to keep your items in one spot that you need to refer back to. So that's on the blog. And then, yeah, just making sure that when things come in, they're dealt with immediately. So I like to live by the, you only set it down once. So when it comes in my home, I'm not setting it on the counter to be dealt with later. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Looking at it right now. Okay. Is this does this need to be recycled or does it need to go in my to file folder? Where does it go? So only dealing with it one time and yeah. making sure everything has a place. That's super important. Yeah, no, that's great. And then what about for people that have two story houses? Cause I know a lot of times, yes. you know, things on the downstairs, you know, don't make it upstairs or they end up in a pile at the bottom of the stairs. What do, what do you have advice? For yeah. People? We live in a two-story house and I have four other people in my home (laughs) and I understand that a lot, um, how hard that is to keep that going. You can only do what you're willing to do in that circumstance, but I recommend having a basket somewhere that looks cute that you can put at the bottom of the stairs and at the top and then just taking it down and up with you every time you go. It's Unfortunately, there's no magic answer for that one. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's good advice. That's good advice. So as we kind of close our time together today, what advice do you have for people who are maybe looking, you know, they have an interest and yours is organization, Mm -hmm. um, you know, but they have that kind of that whisper as Oprah says, that whisper that is calling them to do something more, something different, something that they're passionate about. What do Mm -hmm. you, what advice do you have for people about how to kind of get started and how you do that while you maybe manage a day job or, you know, I love that you did that and I love that you're pursuing it. And, I, mm-hmm. and, and obviously, you know, I know you're passionate about your nursing career and I also know you're passionate mm-hmm. about this. And I think you've done a beautiful job of combining both your passions to make it work for you and your family. So I would just Thank be curious you. to hear what you have to say to others. Yeah. Thinking back over the process, it was really a, I took the time to self reflect and say, what is it that people speak to in me? What is it the things that other people see? And what is it that I love to do that I would do for free? Even if I wasn't making anything, what would I do for fun? And for me, that was organizing 100%. And as soon as those things I saw line up, I just knew that there was no reason to not try it out because, you know, I understand that in some businesses, there would be a bit of a financial investment. And there was also with mine, but I am a dreamer. And I would say, if this is something that you want to do and that you feel that you are, everyone has their different, um, their different qualities and what they're good at. And someone out there does not know how to do what you love to do. And it's super important to realize that and realize we are all good at something and it needs to be shared with the world because we don't all share those 
qualities. So I just, I am a huge believer in shooting for something exciting and new in your life. If that's something that you feel you want to do, whatever that is, even if that's just staying home with your kids, I think it's just super important to recognize it and go for it if you want to. That was amazing. I couldn't have said it any better. And I love that you have been on this journey. I love that you are pursuing what you're passionate about and you're clearly really good at it. You know, just being, being in your Facebook group and getting to know you and then, you know, just hearing you talk about your business, it really, you, you really are, you have a gift for sure that the world definitely needs people like me definitely need. <laughs> I know my, and I, I'm sure my listeners need as well. So I know you're kind of coming by the time this podcast airs, it'll probably be at the very end of your hundred days of decluttering. Are you going to yes. be doing any other um, groups um, coming up or anything that we should be aware of that my listeners can join in? Um, there's nothing yet set up, but I am looking at sharing the information that's in the days of decluttering. Um, that group will be closed. Those people that are in there are, will get to stay in it. It will remain open, but okay. it will be closed for entry at the end of the 100 days. But I am looking at either, I haven't exactly figured out what I'm doing with that information yet, but I've got a few ideas that I'm rolling around and starting to starting to work on. And those will all be talked about on my Instagram or my Facebook or my webpage as soon as they're available. That's perfect. Well, I am, Mm -hmm. um, for my listeners, I I think you are an invaluable resource. I know I have learned so much by being in the group. And, um, I think this is a fantastic time for people to, you know, get into decluttering because they have the time and normally we don't have the time. So mm-hmm. you know, why not take the, take advantage of the quarantine time to really reorganize and make our homes a really joyful and peaceful place. Like you said, and Absolutely. I love that that's your philosophy. So all of your Instagram and your Facebook information will be in the show notes. So I really Perfect. highly encourage everyone to look up Gerilyn. She's great. And she has a lot of great resources, free resources to help people And, um, I would absolutely highly recommend, you know, that people do Skype sessions with you as well, um, Mm. to really, you know, refocus their energy into that good, positive, awesome home energy that people love to live in. So I'm super grateful you're here and I'm super grateful that you and your family are healthy and everything's okay with, you know, you having COVID and I'm just really happy that we were able to do this interview today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. It was really fun. Absolutely. Take care. Thanks, Carolyn. Thanks. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to the Lead Your Life podcast. My invitation to you is that you do one thing today to move toward a more meaningful, fulfilling life for yourself. Today, you have the opportunity to challenge your mindset or have a meaningful conversation or take one action step towards your goals. So what are you waiting for? It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until then, don't wait till tomorrow. Be your best self now.